0: This is a Bergen Film Club podcast. Like an old movie, removed from the frame. I am floating and looking for someone to blame. Won't you project me on the walls of your heart? I'm waiting. But the real thing to start. Hello, welcome to The Real Thing. I'm your host, Joe Lawrence. This podcast is an extension of Bergen Film Club, where we talk all about the films included in the film club's program, why they're cool, why we chose them, why you should see them, and why they're great. Uh, today, joined by... X, but not X board member uh, again, who's been on a previous episode where we talked about Brian De Palma, welcoming back Martin. Hello, thank Hi. you so much for having me.
1: Yeah, uh, it's no gonna problem. be fun. This is a topic I'm very fond of. Mm-hmm. Uh, old classic books and adaptations, and yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. So yeah. I was the I was the f- uh, head of finance, uh, which is now Hans Christian, and I might stick
0: around for some extra stuff in the yeah. club. Who knows. I think your current title is just board member. Yeah. Ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <whistle. laughs> yeah. So we've got. I think we have a lot to get through. Yeah. I know at least that I have a lot to read. I'm very hyped to um, hear you talk about this. So let's just jump in with, and it's also, it's been a really long time since I've done a normal episode. Sitting down and talking? No, it's like I've been doing the trash. Oh, yes. Episodes, yeah, yeah. And they're just like 20 minutes. So I've just been like blasting through oh. them. So I've been, I was, today I was looking forward to like really getting into yeah. something shit-talking a bit yeah yeah <laughs> episode, I just did an episode on Neil Breen that's a lot of shit talk and I could have just talked and talked and talked about it yeah, maybe, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah we always begin with some recommendations mm-hmm. so you go first. I go tell me what what's been on your mind what have you been watching um, what should people enjoy I haven't watched a lot recently
1: uh, but I'm thinking uh, because of the theme I want to do some something based on adaptions maybe a medium you can find in both books, films, TV, whatever. And I, I brought a series of books I'm very fond of. Mm, and a lot of books. A lot of books, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I think my favorite is probably uh, Philip K. Dick's Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, mm-hmm. which is the basis for Blade Runner. Yes. Um, a film that you like very, very much. I like it very, very much. Mm. And both the book and the original movie and the when it was remade in 2008, they all have their problems. But um, Blade Runner 2049 and the original asks very, very important questions that are incredibly topical today. Mm. So I can really recommend um, Philip K. Dick's short story. He wrote a shit ton of sci-fi short novels in the 60s. Total Recall was one of them. Um, It's a very sweet short story where uh, opposed to Blade Runner, it focuses more on um, not, not the human relations, but what is something real mm. in, in general how do you let, let, let's say in, in the book every single household has an animal okay as a sign of status and your neighbors don't know if that animal if it's an owl or a horse or what or a dog uh, your neighbors don't know if that animal is real or not oh as because having a real animal in this dystopian future is very it, yes sign of status money etc um and it goes into, especially with the Rachel character also, if you can't tell a difference, is there a difference? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it, mm. it, and it portrays it in a very lovely um, kind of embracing nature and humanity in a world set on technology. Okay. Which is also what dude mm. <laughs> uh, points out. So I will recommend Philip K. Dick's Do Android Dreams
0: Dream of Electric Sheep. Are you picking anything else from this big stack of books?
1: Um, I love Akira. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Looking at the comic right here. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, the film also is a very weird adaptation of the book because the film is first part of the first book and yeah. last part of the sixth book. <laughs> <Yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> All muddled together. But it um, uh, Katsuhiro Otomo both wrote, uh, drew, and directed the film. Yeah, wow. So it, it still feels very true to itself, uh, the film. And that is also 80s sci-fi about power and evil and, mm-hmm. yeah, same as Dune or or Blade Runner. So Akira, uh, Blade Runner book, and we're going to talk a bit about later about uh, Alandro Roojodorovsky and Jean Giraud, who goes under Mobius mm-hmm. in the old Franco-Belgian comic world. And uh, he did the art, which are, you're going to talk more on later, he did the art for Jorovsky's Dune concept mm-hmm. art together with um, H.R. Giger. Um, and he had, they have together a couple of books and I can recommend the Inkal, which is probably my favorite comic up there with Akira, um, and the world of Idina, which is a lovely, <laughs> useful, I guess, okay. explorative, um, sci-fi comic, uh, about a couple, couple of people who travel and discover themselves in the world and weird ass sci-fi stuff. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Very, very lovely stuff. Okay. So I guess that's my recommendations. Yeah. Cool.
0: Great. <laughs> I feel like mine are a bit less uh, big brain. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jack came up with this ten minutes ago. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, have you ever seen? It was a Netflix series that got cancelled called the O.A. I love the O.A. <laughs> She's my original angel. <laughs> yeah, but I, I have. I think I've seen it four times. That's I think so I've watched cool. it because I I love it. I love. The worlds that the, mm. they made, Britt Marling and Zal Amanjali, yep. are incredible yep. directors, they're incredible mm. writers, but they have a new series they have. on Disney Plus called God. Murder at the End of the World, which I mm. hate how it's described. It's like Gen Z Sleuth, <laughs> um, <laughs> who's played by Emma Corrin. Uh-huh. Ooh. Um, so they play this character who is sort of like a hacking... Wizard, and she okay. is also like um an amateur sleuth. So she is working really hard to like solve cold cases that uh-huh. have sort of like fell by the wayside because she doesn't want anyone to be forgotten. Uh-huh. And then she's also kind of obsessed with Britt Marling's character, who was like this legendary uh-huh. uh, hacker until she got like dragged on the internet and like or like her address was leaked and she was like defamed. But then she's right. recently come back into the public eye because she married Elon Musk, basically. Oh. And it ends, or the, at least the first episode, is she and a bunch of other like very intelligent people are all invited to Iceland to have this like Intrig- week together. Uh-huh. And it's very intriguing. And there is a murder at the end of the first episode. Yeah. And she kind of is like, was I invited here? to solve this murder like was it planned what's everyone else up to the elon musk character is like inventing some sort of ai thing Whoa. and wants to solve global warming and it's like i hate that th- their shows always get described as like cerebral and yeah like, <laughs> um, like you had to pay attention but it's really entertaining and very good and i just i was so happy to see brit marling yeah yeah <laughs> on the screen so it's also a novel yeah there cool. you go okay. have you read it nope, nope. Uh, <laughs> but yeah I'm really enjoying it I just I'm watched the first episode out. but it was though, I think only the first two are out now but it's really yeah. engaging and I really enjoyed it and Amazing. anything that Zatman Batman Jolie, and Britt Molling make mm. is gonna be good so Murder at the End of the World and The OA I'm gonna The OA uh, is so good I love The OA uh, I was so sad when it
1: cut because it, it ended at such so abruptly yeah, yeah. and
0: <laughs> Yeah, the world that they were going to make, I'm sure, was going to be like huge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it was that was very good. Good recommendations. Yeah, that's um, a big brain. Yeah, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just watched Creep this afternoon. Is that, that? the movie? Is that the wolf the, mask guy? No, I'm thinking about something else. Creep. Oh, I okay. Anyway, I, I'm pretty sure that I might have recommended this before, but um, <laughs> I find I, it's it's so low budget. Like this film. Has been, I don't know. They can only have spent like a few thousand dollars on it <laughs> in terms of production, but it's really, really good. It's Mark Duplass who plays the the creep, the creep, and he plays it so well. It makes me so uncomfortable. Also, a novel. Yeah, there you go. Speaking of adaptations, um, but yeah, I recommend that. It's like so so simple, but it's within the simplicity that makes it so scary mm-hmm. because the character is so unpredictable and he's not necessarily doing anything bad. It's just he's so odd. And unpredictable that you feel like you're on the edge of seat, like, what is he going to do? Because he keeps like, pranking the guy. And yeah, OA it was, like, was also kind of like that. We we're like, what fuck on? is he going to do now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, there's a sequel also. Yeah, mm, it's pretty good. You've seen the sequel too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And lastly, I have been reading Doctor Sleep. Oh yeah, by Stephen King. Um, what do you talked about the movie. I haven't seen it because it's weird. Yeah, it's more um, like a monster hunting movie than a thriller. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. Mm. I think I was very skeptical about it, but then my mum liked it, and that kind of swayed my opinion. Oh yeah, yeah. uh, She like won't say if she didn't like it. You know, Mm. like it's worth watching, and she also liked the film. I think so parents liking something you like is very it's very giving yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think that's a a Mm -hmm. good indication but uh, I'm enjoying it so far because I had started reading my year of rest and Mm relaxation and it was uh, I couldn't read it because it was just like uh, it hit too close to home (gasps) that's the best and I was like I I will read it eventually but I can't read this right now Yeah, it's giving me ideas yeah (laughs) yeah yeah okay okay okay. you have to be in the right place (laughs) yeah Yeah. because she's like doesn't want to feel her feelings. Mm. So she like kind of drugs herself. So she sleeps all the time. Oh no. And I was like, Ooh. that's a good idea.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so nah, maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> um,
0: okay. I'll remember that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Murder at the End of the World, at least I'm really pushing that. Spot. Yeah. Very, very good.
1: I'm so happy you brought up the OA. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, uh, me bit. and my best friend, we loved the OA. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, me too. It inspired like a, a brief and continuous now low-level obsession yeah. of Brit Marling. Yeah. I think she's so cool. She was an investment banker. Really? Yeah. And then she was like, I don't want to do this anymore. No, and yeah. She that's... <laughs> moved. Like she did her master's, became an investment banker, didn't like it, and then moved to LA with, and met Sol and then mm-hmm. they just started writing together, and now they have all this success.
1: Wasn't she married to the guy who plays Hap, Jason Isaacs? No. She wasn't? I don't think so. I might have read something wrong.
0: Never mind. <laughs> that was like the alternate reality at the end of the second season.
1: Oh yeah, that's the way I'm thinking of. Yeah. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm.
0: Amazing. But shall we get into? Detail? Yes, let's. let's okay. You can kick us off. So I described Dune as cinema's white whale. Good description. Yeah. Yeah. Dune is a 1984 America epic space opera. In this case, written and directed by David Lynch, based on the 1965 Frank Herbert book of the same name. The film stars a fresh-faced Kyle MacLachlan in his first film, as our young nobleman Paul Atreides. It was filmed in Mexico City and included a soundtrack by the 80s band Toto of Africa fame. It's a great soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Dune is a sprawling, complex, jargon-filled epic of a novel that rivals, for me at least, Lord of the Rings Mm -hmm. and Game of Thrones in its extensive lore and the learning curve that Mm -hmm. I feel like you experience while reading it. Set in the far distant future, it chronicles a conflict between rival noble families as they battle for control of the desert planet Acharis, also known... Arrakis, yes. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's a lot of names. (laughs) Uh, Also known as Dune. The planet is the source of the drug... Melange, which is very funny because that's a butter in, <laughs> here yeah, in Norway. Yeah. <laughs> it also means mix in French. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also referred to as spice, which allows prescience mm-hmm. and space travel, making it the most important and valuable commodity in the universe.
1: Uh, yeah, I I read a quote that summed it up really nice. It's the addictive, psychic, mind-expanding, life-extending spaceship-flying drug, and apparently it tastes like cinnamon. Okay. So, yeah, so naturally it's the
0: most valuable yeah. substance Very in the powerful. world. <laughs> yeah, Paul Atreides, the protagonist, is the sign and the heir to the powerful noble family Atreides, whose inheritance of control over Arrakis bring them into conflict with the former overlords, House Harkonnen. At the same time, Paul is possibly a propheted messiah foretold by the spooky Bene Gesserit sisterhood. Bene Gesserit. Yeah. Yes. Is there anything that you, you I like a I a do a little
1: history. quick thing about the 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 books because of um, um, the points we of the points we're going to talk about is um, reasons for why it, it, it was so why to it yeah. and why Villeneuve went the direction he did because mm-hmm. of movies barely say anything about what is actually happening very true yeah of a little bit of yeah little Becoming denser and denser by the book, um, spanning thousands and thousands of years. It's already a couple of thousand, ten thousand years in our future after, um, oh, I forget what the thing was called, but um, uh, there was a war uh, that ended in banning of thinking machines and nuclear weapons, oh. uh, said in the, the one of the prominent religions in the series. Uh, it's called The Orange Catholic Bible. Okay. Uh, which says that a machine cannot be made in the likeness of man. Mm. Um, that sounds positive. Which is why they have the the shields, the swords. Like they have yeah. technology and spaceships, but but it's all very feudal. Yeah, and I've heard it described as a, a sci-fi future that rejects technology, which mm. is uh, a very interesting point, especially in the 60s and then 80s when the film was made. Um, I don't have to go into the details on the plot. <laughs> <laughs> but but it it does focus a lot on um deep religious science um ecology history environments and the human mm-hmm. consciousness and mind combined with what environment people are in uh which is yeah it yeah as i said dense as holy hell mm-hmm. um which i think is one of the reasons it was so hard to adapt <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, uh, but like yeah, the Bene Jesuit, the uh, the coven I like to call them, uh, is based like named after the Jesuits, mm. and every single um um group of people is uh, heavily inspired by real world religions, ethnicities, etc. Yeah, uh, which is really cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: I yeah, I'm, I feel like when the book is kind of explained to me, I don't really know why I didn't like it. I just like, I couldn't get into it. Subjectiveness. It's. Yeah, but. It is, is like, what it is. <laughs> I think I kind of lump it together with Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. Because I wish book. that I liked Lord of the Rings. It's like my dream it, to be. I into love it. both of them. But, so. Because, <laughs> like, I'll I, I will watch, like, 30 minute YouTube videos explaining, like, the, the lore, lore yeah. <laughs> of certain. Of, like, one yeah. person's family line in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And, like, this is so cool. But yeah. I just can't.
1: I just couldn't get into the book. It is a, escapism on acid because especially
0: it's too, it's heavy. It's too much. It is.
1: It's Dune, Lord of the Rings, and Game of Thrones. It, it's it's lexicons. Yeah, about absolutely. the five hundred history of this one flower. Yeah. Like it, so yeah, yeah. so it, it it can be very threatening, but I I I think most of them like Tolkien and Herbert can give you a reason. And a feeling for why this flower is important. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's how
0: I see it, at least. <laughs> yeah. So yes, it's been even just in the book alone. Yeah, there's a lot to kind of challenge. Mm. But the history of the movies of Dune is wild, even more so. Yeah, challenging. <laughs> so I'm gonna just talk about the the kind of the production history, mm-hmm. and feel free to interject at any time mm-hmm. you want. So we're beginning with starting in the the 1970s, -hmm. so about five, six years after the book came out. Uh, So these are some early attempts and Mm -hmm. Jodorowsky's Dune. So after the book's initial success, many producers began attempting to adapt it. In the mid-1970s Arthur P. Jacobs, producer of many TV series and movies such as Planet of the Apes, Mm -hmm. Dr. Doolittle and Tom Sawyer, optioned the rights on the agreement that the film would be made at the end of the decade. Unfortunately, Jacob died in 1973 at the age of 51, while plans for the film including director attachment of David Lean, who made Mm. Bridge on the River Kwai, Lawrence of Arabia, and Brief Counter. In 1974, the film rights were lost by this team, but the option was acquired by a French consortium led by Jean-Paul Guimont, with the legendary Alejandro Jodorowsky attached to direct. Jodorowsky approached, among many others, the progressive rock groups Pink Floyd and Magma for the music, Dan O'Brien, who was the screenwriter mm. for Alien, Return of the Living Dead, animator and effect artist for Star Wars and Total Recall. Legend artists H.R. Giger is a Swiss artist, very good. Designed mm. the Xenomorph uh, when he was part of the team that won the Oscar for visual effects for the design in Alien. Mm. And two illustrators, uh, John Giro and Chris Foss, on yeah. character design. That is the saddest thing for me that John Gillard
1: had this opportunity to bring his art yeah more more to life especially him partnering up with yorowski so much mm. as i said earlier with the with the inkal or edina or the fifth element um or there was actually uh, another film uh uh based on a comic that yorowski and Mobius made together and it was a um, valerian and the planet planet of a thousand stars no the star of a thousand planets weird uh yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a weird uh, sci-fi uh Valerian oh. and the City of a Thousand Planets. Which yeah. is uh Valyrian was a comic yeah, like series. Caro Delavines in it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay. That was a jorowski that. Mobius uh comic series. Oh. mm mm-hmm. Okay. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> so we have gotten some fifth elements, uh, obviously, mm-hmm. early sci-fi. Uh so we have gotten some of their brain on film. Yeah. But nothing like what Jorowski's doing could have been. Could have been. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So if that crew didn't already sound incredible, the cast was going to be something mm. else. Salvolo Dali as the Emperor, Austin <laughs> <That's Orson laughs> Wells as Baron Harkonnen, Mick Jagger as Fedorotha, Udo Kier as Peter DeVries, David Carradine as Leto Atreides, and his own son, Brontis Jorowski as Paul. But the project was ultimately scrapped for several mm. reasons, largely because funding dried up when the project ballooned up to a 10 to 14 hour epic. Although their version of the film never reached production, the work that Jodorowsky and his team put into Dune did have a significant impact on the subsequent science fiction films. In particular, Alien, 1979, written by O'Bannon, shared much of the same creative team for the visual design as had been assembled on Jodorowsky's film. There was a documentary, Jodorowsky's Dune, in 2013 that was made about his uh, failed attempt at adaptation. Uh, and I just learned about this today. Like I've uh, known about Dostrovsky's doing as like a concept, but then when I was reading about it, and it made me sad.
1: It, it, it is a very sad endeavor. Uh, d- a been. couple of years ago, uh, Baggy Film Club screened the the documentary. Mm. Incredible documentary. Where you get you get to meet every most of the people who are gonna work on it. Yep. Uh, and then g- getting looks into how they did Star Wars and all these other projects that yeah. birthed. Uh, so it is very sad to read about it, what could have been. I know. There's but,
0: s- alternate timeline there somewhere. Yeah. That that's real. Mm.
1: Also, apologies. Uh Valerian uh, is not um uh skin Mobius. It is uh, is Mezière and Christon. Uh, same Franco-Belgian um, mm, okay. uh, comic era. So I I muddled them together. Apologies. That's <laughs>
0: So, following this, we now meet the, Ital- the Italian producer Dino De Laurentiis, mm. who is the producer of over 500 he, films. Yeah. It's
1: a long track record.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, I, you can look them up, because there are so many good ones that I couldn't pick. Mm. What, But 500 films, producer and co-producer, that's insane. He, so, he commissioned Herbert, the author himself, to write a new screenplay in 1978. The screen... Uh, the script, which he turned in, ended up being 175 pages long, equivalent to around three <laughs> hours of screen yeah. time. De Laurentiis then hired director Ridley Scott mm. in 1979 with Rudy Wurlitzer famous American novelist, to do the screenplay. Scott intended to split the book into two movies, uh, as it yeah. has now ended up being... Yeah, and what Lynch should have done. <laughs> yeah. uh, he worked on three drafts of the script using The Battle of Algiers mm. from 19... 19- uh, 19- 66 as a point of view of reference before moving on to direct Blade Runner in 82 as he recalls the pre-production process was slow and had they actually finished it he said he would have yeah. taken years so.
1: I myself is happy he went on to do Blade Runner yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I think it was probably good <laughs> so in an alternate universe we have this Dune but no Blade Runner, maybe yeah, yeah.
0: so from a uh, making of his movies by Paul M. Simon really Scott says quote After seven months, I dropped out of Dune. By then, Rudy Willitzer had come up with a first draft script, which I felt was a decent distillation of Frank Herbert's book. But I also realized Dune was going to take a lot more work, at least two and a half years worth, and I didn't have the heart uh, to attack that because my older brother Frank unexpectedly died of cancer whilst I was prepping the Delorentis picture. Frankly, that freaked me out. So I went to Dino (laughs) and I told him that the Dune script was his. Yeah. My my brother died. That freaked me out. That freaked me out. Yeah, yeah, obviously. (laughs) Holy crap! My uh, fun Ridley Scott fact mm-hmm. is that he is from the town that is like ten minutes away from me. Oh, cool! <laughs> cool. So he, uh, he grew up where I uh, yeah, it's in the uh, north, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He, I'm from North Shields, in North Shields, and he is from South Shields.
1: Okay, yeah, that sounds <laughs> mm-hmm. right next to each other. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, we
0: can uh, see it right across the river. Mm. Yeah.
1: Have you seen any uh, recent Ridley Scott, like the Raised by Wolves show? or...
0: Oh, yes, I loved, I Me loved it. Me oh, <laughs> <yeah. laughs>
1: yes. too. Uh, I really, really liked it. But exactly. he's going to do a lot more Alien stuff,
0: he says. Yeah. So, and I love it, the Alien series. I think uh, this new Alien Romulus mm-hmm. is uh, coming out. I think he said that he liked it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's good. That's good. And, um, the direction or, or if it's in post-production, mm. I guess he's probably seen it. Yeah. And I think he said that he liked it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And another recommendation I can do a couple of years ago, um, um,
1: there was an Alien Anniversary um, okay. uh, where they made a series of short films.
0: That's right. Yeah, and yeah. they
1: are independent stories of the horror that can happen in the Alien universe. Mm. Uh, they're called Containment, Specimen, Night Shift, or Harvest and Alone. And some of them are really cool mm. um, to try to... Yeah, expand the universe of xeno xenomorphs mm-hmm. uh all based on incredible art and like the the, the panic yeah, and specifically yeah, awesome. like as the tagline from alien in space no one can hear you scream mm. and they really put that on the needle yeah, okay, <laughs> in the
0: cool. short films so they're, they're really cool i can yep. recommend them great so with the film rights on the cusp of expiring once again so this has been another mm. nine year period. Yeah. Delorentis renegotiated the rights with the author, adding the rights to the Dune sequels, one that had been written and the one that was to be written. After seeing the Elephant Man in mm-hmm. 90 1980, producer Rafaela Delorentis, who is the daughter of um, the other one, Dino, Dino, decided that David Lynch should direct the movie. Around that time, Lynch had also received several oth- other offers, including Return yeah. of the Jedi. Wild, which is crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he said knows? no to Return, yeah. but like you can't know that in prior like everything's perfect in hindsight yeah like will smith said no to play morpheus to do wild wild west mm-hmm. or whatever the, the that movie was called okay um and like you, you, in hindsight horrible decision but you can't know yeah exactly. <laughs> but
0: i think i don't know Re-
1: i i think return of the jedi could be better if lynch did it because wow. i have the controversial opinion of thinking there's only one good star wars movie which one empire and the rest is it's just kids movies they're yeah, they're, yeah, sure. they're messy, all of them, mm. and conveniently, Empire is the only one Lucas didn't make, <laughs> <laughs> which I think
0: is funny. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I I quite like them. I actually only saw them for the first time last yeah. Really? Mm. Mm. And uh they were good. Yeah. I L- quite looking liked the back prequels. on. I, I have obsessed over the
1: prequels. Yeah. I love them a lot. I wrote a couple of uh, essays about them, especially all the niche characters because a lot of the niche characters in the prequels have incredible stories that could mm. be a trilogy in, in themselves. Well, I mean,
0: Disney's doing that now, so don't worry. Well, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> like the 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 diner owner in the second one, Attack of the Clones, he has mm. like a... 50 page backstory <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. the bounty hunter and uh, oh. it's it's wild okay but what they chose was the the weird ass romance of an angsty teenager
0: yeah yeah <laughs> but i remember just being like this is fine and then like the end of uh the third one mm-hmm. being like no what the fuck yeah like, <laughs> him being burnt alive and dismembered and yeah i was like pretty wild (laughs) it's really like because if there's supposed to be more kitty i feel like that's really like out of pocket it is yeah it it gets very good dismemberment yeah
1: but when he wrote because we're not going to talk about star wars but um not too much at least yeah uh but when he when uh, lucas originally way 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 back wrote star wars Mm -hmm. the first original trilogy was like chapter one of 20. Oh. he made a humongous spanning story like like Dune over 4 or 5 6000 years. Oh. Um but then after a lot of studio back and forth um I think yeah the Weinstein no I'm thinking about Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah they wanted it to be one film and then uh he cut down the first like chapter of his huge story to be uh what is now a new hope. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it just exploded. He didn't think it was going to explode, so he gave it to Irving Kershner, who then met Empire, and then he was like, oh, I love this, wait. (laughs) And then then he came uh, back, yeah. (laughs) yeah, yeah.
0: Could talk about Star Wars another day. (laughs) Okay, so following not uh, directing Return of the Jedi, um, De Laurentiis contacted Lynch, who Lynch said that he hadn't even heard of the book. Uh, After reading it and loving it, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, he agreed to direct it. He then worked on a script for six months with uh, Aaron Bergren, who was the screenwriter for The Elephant Man and has also worked with David Lynch a couple of other times. Uh, the team yielded two drafts of the script and then they split over creative differences. What Lynch ended up with was six drafts, scripting it across two <laughs> films, which then production didn't like and condensed his work into a single film. Virginia, uh, Virginia Madsen, who uh, plays one of the princesses, I think, and also provides the voiceover, Uh, Said that her contract was actually for three movies, as the producers claimed that they were going to make Star Wars for grown ups. Yeah, Star Wars for grown ups. Yeah. So, equipped with a 135 page sixth draft, (laughs) Dune began filming in 1983. It was shot entirely in Mexico, with the producers claiming it was due to the favorable exchange rates and that they would get more bang for their buck by filming it in a poorer country. With a budget of 40 to 42 million US dollars, Dune required 80 sets to build on 16 sound stages, a total crew of 1,700 and over 20,000 extras. The filming lasted six months and was plagued by various issues mm. of failing electricity and communication lines due to the infrastructure issues of the country or health-related problems of the cast mm. and crew. And it
1: was abruptly like after the second act, it, they just ran out of money. Yeah. So remember. that's so it's very wild. But I think that's the most impressive thing I think because I have I have this love for it, mm-hmm. even though I, it is objectively bad. Yeah, <laughs> but but the the visuals, the effects, and what they built. For example, the um, the scene where the spaceships land and you see all the armies and that, mm. that, all that was physically built in a stadium. Yeah, and they used a first perspective where there was a hole in the in the, this, this giant model they make. There was a hole in the middle, mm-hmm. and through that hole, they filmed 100, 200 feet down into a stadium where you could see the people. Yeah. So it looked huge. The, the sets wow. they made were incredible. Yeah. And everything was handmade and hand-drawn. Like the shields, when um, um, Paul is training, mm-hmm. it is frame-for-frame hand-painted. Wow. It took six months wow. to paint that one training scene. It is... So what they did, but that's it's the same with like Star the prequels... Um, or, or Dune or all these early what they like pioneered is incredible. Definitely. And I think it yeah. deserves a lot of love for that. We wouldn't have the the effects
0: we have today no, if it wasn't no. for this. Yeah. Yeah. Especially it seems like it brought together the entire production yeah. crew of alien. Yeah. For example. Yeah. yeah. But no, we famously love practical effects. Yes, we TV. do. So, Most of us. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's always it just makes it so much more real and they, maybe mm-hmm. they look a bit like can look goofy sometimes but it's just because it's like it's old so it yeah. will but yeah. yeah yeah. today it looks horrible
1: but mm. but like um, at the time uh, it was very spectacular yeah for example the the shield in uh, Villeneuve's dune is was the easiest thing they made in the new dunes okay. because they just outlined the character shifted it a bit to the right mm. and made it blue yeah. so it looks like something is hovering yeah, yeah. around them that, mm-hmm. that's it so they spent yeah. like yeah, no time mm. Oco- yeah, opposed to six months hand drawing square shields <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. minecraft shields <laughs> around patrick stewart which is incredible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay
0: so the rough cut without post-production was over four hours long but lynch's intended cut of the film as reflected in the seventh mm. and final version <laughs> of the script was supposed to be three Universal and the film's financiers expected a standard future length of about two and a half to two hours. Dino de Lorendes and his daughter Rafaela excised numerous scenes, filmed new scenes that simplified or concentrated the plots, added voiceovers, a lengthy introduction, further convoluting the already expansive rambling nature of Dune's plot. Mm. A, te- a television version was aired in 1988 in two parts totaling 186 minutes. It replaced Madsen's open monologue with a much longer description of the setting that used concept art stills. Lynch disavowed this version and had his name removed from the credits. Alan Smithy was credited, a pseudonym used by directors who wished to disavow a film. The extended and television versions additionally credit writer Lynch as Judas Booth. This version, without recap and second credit role, has previously been released on DVD as Dune Extended Edition. Mm. Although Universal has not approached Lynch for a possible director's cut, Lynch has declined every offer and prefers not to discuss Dune in interviews. Yet in 2022, though, during an interview about the remaster of his film Inland Empire from 2006, he admitted to a surprised interviewer he admitted to the surprised interviewer that he was interested in the idea. He offered the caveat that he did not believe it would ever happen, nor that anything in the unused footage would satisfy him enough for a director's cut, as he felt like he was selling out during production. Nevertheless, he felt enough time had passed that he was at least curious to take another look at the footage. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the end of the yeah. production story of Dune. It's uh, a uh, messy it's,
1: AF. Yeah, it is very... <laughs> <laughs> it's very uh, funny how for a long period of time he yeah, really hated it. Yeah, I bet. Uh, I can't remember it now, but the, the name that uh, directors use when they want to take their name off mm-hmm. uh, up, uh, an IP... Yep. Um, Is on a lot of websites like most websites just yeah Lynch made it, but a lot of websites credit this fake name yeah uh, because he had yeah he wanted nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, There was also did you uh, did you ever check out the TV shows? No. So in 2000 there was a a a Dune TV show. Uh, It looked honestly it it had the vibe of something in between Lynch and Villeneuve's Dune. Okay. It, It it it's it was. A min- mini show, it reminded a lot like this was in the Stargate period and all yeah, these okay. not low budget, but very like Star Trek inspired, mm-hmm. kind of very easy going uh, sci fi TV shows. Yeah. And in 2003, there was a show, a mini show called um, Children of Dune, where mm-hmm. uh, following the book Children of Dune and then uh, God Emperor of Dune, where James McAvoy plays. Uh, Paul Atreides son uh Leto the oh. Second who becomes the God Emperor uh so a very young
0: um um yeah James McAvoy yeah, yeah. cool <laughs> yeah uh I just want to say a little bit about the box office cuz mm. uh people like to call this film a flop cuz it is yeah the film opened on December 14th in 1984 mm. in Nine hundred and fifteen theaters and end a gross of six around six million US dollars and its opening weekend, ranking two in the domestic box office behind *Beverly Hills Cop*. Oh, <laughs> by the end of its uh its run, doing had grossed nearly thirty one million okay. US uh, dollars, which is seventy six million in twenty twenty dollars. That could could be worse. Which was on an estimated budget, so they kind of lost. Yeah. and to twelve million dollars. Yeah. yeah. They could have lost a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. While well, the film later on went to see more success over time, it has been called the Heaven's Gate of Science Fiction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good description. Mm. Yeah. But why do you like it so much? Like you've been advocating to have this on the program yes. for some time. So And well, I got it. You did. I did get yeah. it. Um you tried to leverage it as you're leaving present. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think it originally was either uh, I get dude. Uh or I don't leave or, or
1: something. It was like, oh, so if we never play Dune, you never leave because it was gonna be my leaving yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh wait, no, that doesn't work. So if I don't get Dune, I leave no, I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. Uh but I, I think it comes down to what we've already discussed a little bit about uh the humor I think is a is a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah, the the niche and the 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 cultiness uh behind it and if someone tells you like hey David Lynch made a film he hates and it's sci-fi thing with Kyle McLaughlin in the main story people are going to get intrigued Definitely. and Definitely. and then reading more about it and finding out the history um, and also when we screened the Jodorowsky's Dune documentary mm-hmm. I think I just fell in love with it yeah. S- same as I did with Blade Runner, Akira uh, I've always had a love for this uh, original thought of what sci-fi could be mm. just human but what if yeah. and then finding uh, different ways to explore what humanity is, what mm. our, yeah, our nature, our consciousness, our relationships through these diff- different mediums. And I think Dune, uh, well, Lynch's Dune in its attempt, <laughs> uh, it does that in a very interesting way. I think the book and Villeneuve's Dune does it masterfully. Yeah. Um, I love, uh, Villeneuve's Dune, uh, a lot. Uh, it is right up my alley. And I think, uh, I think there's another board member here, eh? me. and him and talked about it. We like every single film Villeneuve has made. Yeah. Which is rare. Yeah, he's like, very, very good. Yeah, like mm. my favorite films. Um, uh, th- I have other films that I like more than f- films like this. Mm-hmm. But the the filmography of the directors, I don't, I never like all of them. Yeah. Like even Ridley Scott has his weird. <laughs> story true. <laughs> and uh, should I, for me, l- loving sci-fi, but uh, Villeneuve. He he's d- gotten very—he's out of the park. This
0: guy has gotten very like obsessed on one thing. Yeah, and only makes stuff about that now. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. It's—I so think he wants to do more Blade Runner stuff too. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, sure. It's just like uh, AI got complex.
1: Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> where do we go when we die? Yeah. Yeah. So I think my history with Dune is very recent. Mm-hmm. It goes five years back. Yeah. Uh Read the two,
0: uh, two first books. Impressive. Uh yeah, I haven't gotten further. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think the first two—that's that's, that's uh, that would be more than enough for me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, because the fourth one is when he becomes the god emperor, and that's three thousand years, I think, in one book. Oh, yeah, wow. but but it's like this it has, um, historian aspect on on how he writes it. I think mm. it's lovely because. But I I read Lord of the Rings when I just need to relax Mm -hmm. okay I can just open up a page and then just look at the names and I think it has the same thing for me but Dune is a bit more heavy definitely Lord of the Rings is more adventure yeah Uh, woohoo and of course there's a lot of points about war and death and friendship but Dune you have to think you can't just pick up Dune while on the beach (laughs) (laughs) we're relaxing it's like studying it is it is a lexicon Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Uh, but the same with the film. Like, imagine we're going to make a two-hour film um, summing up human history and emotions. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that's what they tried to do. And that's why I appreciate Villeneuve doing his more vague yeah. uh, sci-fi opera. Just enjoy the, enjoy the visuals. It, and if that you want to look deeper, way. there is a, a beautiful story there, but it is just going to be mostly... A, a really cool take on sci-fi religion and history yeah. and mm-hmm. shit like that. So, uh but all these themes together is why I like Dune. Mm. Yeah. It's the, it's, the, it's the sci-fi, it's the exploration of humanity in general. Yeah. Yeah. And Dune is But do you like the David Lynch one more than you like the Villeneuve one? No. No, I like the, the Villeneuve one better because it, yeah. it yeah. Dune tried to the Lynch's Dune tried to put every single aspect yeah into the film which just, just made it made so it. uncohesive mess yeah yeah so uh, I I love watching it as a joke almost okay I do I do appreciate the the things they tried like having sting as the bad guy and yeah. I, lo- I love Kyle and sting is also uh, from where I'm from really yeah It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> old family gathering yeah, <laughs> okay. and I do appreciate it. I love I love Patrick Stewart in the role mm. Um. Which is uh, Gurney Halleck's role? So that would be oh, what's his name in the Villeneuve one? Not Duncan Idaho, not Jason moe's role, but the other mentor. He's um he plays Thanos. <laughs> That's all. I
0: oh, Josh Groban.
1: Yeah, yeah. Josh isn't he a singer? Isn't that the opera
0: singer, Josh mm. Groban? He's a singer. Yeah. We're blanking. I wish it was Josh Groban <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Josh, Josh Brolin. Yeah, Josh Brolin. Coach there we yeah. go. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> they they made the characters a bit more relatable, I think, because yeah. like Patrick Stewart is coolest as all. Help, mm. but you don't look at Patrick Stewart and go, ooh father." Not 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 in that role. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. He is he is a lovely 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 actor, and in any other role, you would look at Patrick Stewart and go. Oh, I want to look up to this guy mm. but in Inflinch's Dune he's just like yeah. yeah and they have a hug at the end which is mm. the most
0: awkward <laughs> in okay. the middle of the battlefield yeah, yeah. I just remembered uh, uh, my takeaway from watching Villeneuve's Dune mm-hmm. is that I couldn't believe how amazing Rebecca Ferguson was she's incredible I was like <laughs> yeah. I was I felt like shocked at mm. how good she was yeah I didn't care like Timothy I don't I was oh, like, the shaking Go away. and yeah, oh yeah. wait, I'm not interested. I don't care about Zendaya. She's not in it. <laughs> and then I was just like, just show me more Rebecca Fix I need to know what she's up to. I I I, I do agree. I, Tim, it, it's not his role. No,
1: I, I, it's I, a bit like, cold. I felt. Yeah, cold. it's like he's not. Uh, and they try much. to portray the family as this loving noble family. Like in the books, they they are cold and manipulative and yeah. lies. Like the Atreides are not good guys. Mm. But but in the film, it's like family yeah, ooh, yeah ooh, oh you ha- yeah you have to drink your water Yeah, and and shit like that so and i timmy i don't think he I, I don't think it's a role for him no no but do you, do but he, he doesn't do a bad job yeah it, it i think it's a it's a good cast definitely yeah but yeah <laughs> but yeah rebecca is incredible in yeah. it so good and i like i love josh brolin um and uh, the baron vladimir Harkonen, which is a uh, oh. skarsgård Incredible! He's, he's so good in that. Yeah, because uh, in so in scary. the in the novels, the Harkonnens are described as um, a mouth that swallows all. Mm. They are brutal. They excuse the language. Uh, they they rape. They eat. And um, I think he does this. my Dune I, th- I think mm. I love I love uh, Skarsgård as uh, He's so good it, yeah. As Harkonnen, because in Vincent's Dune, he's just <laughs> the big floating fat guy with pus all over his face. Oh, and, uh, I'm evil. No, there, did don't... you see it? Uh
0: no. Oh no! We but, gotta but, check it out.
1: <laughs> but, uh, Villeneuve's uh, portrayal of them makes them like very very scary. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it, he even s- says in the book uh, about um, Pite of the Reese, the um, the Mantat uh, assistant of uh, Harkonnen, mm. and even um, um, Raban, the beast, uh, his uh, nephew. Yeah. Uh, who's played by uh, Debatista? Batista. Uh, yeah. He he despises them. And he just uses them because yeah. Peyto de Vries has an addiction to spice, and it it is as Josh Boland says they're brutal. And mm-hmm. I, I love Villeneuve's depiction of them in yeah. the in the the recent ones. I'm yeah. so hyped for the part two. Yeah, and uh, it's in the talks to do Children of Dune and maybe do Messiah as well. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So if they make money, of course, it's all down to that. Because sure. uh, the hype has died down with the. Part. It's been a while since the first one came out. It has, it yeah, has. So, but we have yeah. to
0: respect the strike. <laughs> yes, of course, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, there are some critical responses that I wanted to get into, but I can sort of yeah. briefly pass mm-hmm. sure. through them before we get into the theme of adaptation. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly, we always quote Roger Ebert somewhere. Uh, like ah, uh, yeah, shut him out because it's tradition by now. It is. It's, yeah, it's uh, it's for, for Bendik, and, yeah. and and I also like what he says. Sometimes yeah, me too. I think he's funny. So, by and large, mostly negative reviews. Upon release, Roger Ebert gave Dune one out of four. Oh, God. And wrote, this movie is a real mess. An (laughs) incomprehensible, ugly, unstructured, pointless excursion into the murkier realms of one of the most confusing screenplays of all time. The movie plot (laughs) will no doubt mean more to people who've read Herbert than to those who are walking in cold. And later named it, the worst movie of the year. Whoa. In 84? I don't remember what else came out in 84. (laughs) I don't it know. was in between
1: Star Wars, yeah, Empire eighty two, no, Return eighty two. Wait, I don't remember. you asking. What the- else came out? Of You're it? asking the old person.
0: Um, however, the Variety gave Dune a less negative review. Mm-hmm. They're stating Dune is a huge, hollow, imaginative, and cold sci-fi epic, visually unique and teeming with incident. David Lynch's film holds interest due to its abundant surface attractions but won't, of its own accord, create the sort of fantasism which has made Frank Herbert's 1965 novel one of the greatest in its genres. They also comment on how Lynch's adaptation covers the entire span of the novel but simply setting up the various worlds, characters, intrigues, and Mm. forces at work requires more than half hour of expository screen time. Um, It wouldn't work
1: without... Like, Villeneuve's Dune would never work without Lynch's Dune. No. Because the, the the novels, of course, they're big in the classic sci-fi genre. Mm-hmm. But but him putting this out there into the minds of the people, into the zeitgeist, is, I think, the reason why it was like, oh, he's making Dune. Yeah. Like, oh, the, the people know what that is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've heard about Dune. Oh, these books. And yeah. then it exploded on YouTube and social media. And, like, as you said earlier, lore videos. And as, as yeah. Lord of the Rings has, Star Wars mm-hmm. has. Um, oh, I bet there's so much Dune lore mm. videos. Landing is gonna like be saying that
0: we 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 owe it to the 80s, yeah. <laughs> 70s and 80s. <laughs> One last kind of interesting uh, review that I wanted to include was from film scholar Robin Wood, mm-hmm. who called David Lynch's Dune the most obscenely homophobic film I've ever seen. Referring to a scene in which Baron Harkonnen sexually assaults and kills a young man by bleeding him to death, charging it with, quote-unquote, managing to associate with homosexuality in a single scene, physical grossness, moral depravity, violence and disease, end quote. Dennis Altman suggested that the film showed how AIDS references began penetrating popular culture in 1980s asking, quote-unquote, was it just an accident that in the film Dune the homosexual villain had um, separating sores on his face, end quote. Oh, I have not thought much about that. Me
1: neither, I think. But it is a fair... It is a good point. In the, in the book, he it is boys, small boys, men. He, as I said earlier, abuses, uses. Hmm. Um. But I haven't def- dived much into that perspective.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure about yeah. the... But I suppose it's kind of like... Maybe it wasn't necessarily like the intention, but if it was kind of like the... You know that was happening. Yeah, yeah. Time. Yeah, evil happens, Mm.
1: but not thinking on where, uh, um, on who who the evil happens on. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, or like maybe it is reflected in that way. Yeah. Mm. Interesting take though. Mm. Have to rewatch it again now. (laughs) Yeah. Quick, quick, quick tangent. Eighty four had. Running story, Footloose, uh, to... Ghostbusters, In Emma Jones, oh, Temple of Doom, look, yeah, Nausicaa, wow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of big big names. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street, Gremlins, Ooh. and of course Amadeus, and wow. of course Dune. Were busy. Police Academy, The Terminator, yeah, Paris, Texas. Oh, a lot of big names. Yeah, Karate Kid. Yeah, I can easily see how it would have. Uh, so I can uh, I can then agree with them. him.
0: Mm. So it's yeah. probably it's, it's not better than any of them. No. <laughs> So we wanted to get into now, want to talk about the kind of the concept of adaptations. Yes. Um that maybe they're f- frequently hated. Yeah. I think and looked down upon because often the source material yeah. tends to be very beloved. Mm-hmm. It also respected. depends on because from
1: book to film, it's it's such a standard today. Yeah. Every single film you see on in it cinemas, um, Um, I would say, except a lot of festival films, of course. Sure. Uh, But like most you see in the big cinemas today, they are books. They're they're Mm -hmm. all novels. Like all of Ghibli's, all of... Yeah, they're all novels. So I think the the, the process of doing something from a novel and getting the writer on hand um, and creating a film, it it is almost a part of the process uh, of (laughs) creating an, an IP. Uh, if it becomes big, there's going to be a movie. If mm-hmm. it's bad, if it's good, it's it's just in the process. So I think ad- ad- adapting something from book is so yeah ingrained into that the medium that I don't if it's good or bad doesn't matter because yeah. it, a film could be good or bad. But and then asking how or why, but especially from from novels, you have of course some novels like you said you were reading uh, Doctor Sleep, yeah, which um, the Hitchcock made a, a completely different film of what the the original books were yeah right cutting it halfway mm-hmm. changing shit like that but that's just that's a way where um different creators can have different views on adapting
0: where it's good yeah but it's not necessarily always good <laughs> but you're right that's absolutely this kind of like popularity pipeline yeah. is that if it is a good book it will yeah. be made in most and definitely whether you like it or not yeah yeah oh but that that kind of like almost makes me think that it like nowadays limits the success of a book if it isn't made into a film yeah yeah
1: i i see what you mean and i think um cinema is headed the same way where anyone can write a book today that's true if you you have a laptop and and an idea you can start writing and dream and dream (laughs) (laughs) and uh so uh uh, that's why I think there's a popularity in libraries and, and film clubs and, yeah. and and these societies where um, people try to curate yeah. and find and share their love for different things because you can't read every book. That's very true. Like back in the 80s uh, and the 60s where, when these novels and these films came out, you could with some, um, you could try to watch every film that was in your cinema yeah that can't go today you can't read every book that's released today no. no that's just not feasible so I think um slowly cinema is heading in the same direction where these us yeah. <laughs> not to brag on Baggy Film Club, but it, it gets more important to to have this community For sure yeah yeah around it
0: yeah I think a point that I wanted to make if I can bring up some traumatic memory in uh-huh. mind um an, safe space an ex-friend mm-hmm. of mine um in one of his many criticisms of me Mm -hmm. would say that i shouldn't be so critical of a film or a tv show that doesn't exactly line up to my enjoyment of the book because Mm -hmm. if he said that i should think about that it's a why does it have to be faithful can it not just be Mm. a director's interpretation of a story because it's in essence what is being done anyway and perhaps it should just be what the director feels yeah. could be best reflected from that yeah. story it's a, it's an adaptation it's not a adaptation Created. like yeah, yeah exactly yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not like in the mm. in the literal sense it means that it's their version we're slowly going into the question what is art <laughs> Yeah,
1: <laughs> because uh, as we talked about earlier um, um, the comics Akira mm. uh, the writer artist uh, also directed the film so he's mm-hmm. like very attached to his property yeah. and what it what the message he wants to bring out into the world mm-hmm. but then you also have Hitchcock yeah. who made his his very own uh view on what it is the shining in doctor sleep uh, yeah. what it was and then you have uh, psycho that was remade shot for shot yeah as a couple of years back it uh, and it's just that that just felt spawned. soulless yeah because there is no art behind it mm-hmm. um but i i agree that you can separate them yeah. uh and still get different stories and feelings out of uh, the book, the movie, whatever.
0: Because, yeah. I, I mean, I've listed some books and stuff here that I kind of wanted mm-hmm. to talk about, at least in my opinion. But I think this all kind of began with uh, a series of Unfortunate Events books. Oh, yeah. Because I, I loved them. I read them all when I was, like, 13, mm-hmm. and then I read them all again when I was 13 I've never 18. read them. They're, oh, I love them so much. They're lovely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like macabre and cool mm. and like it's like at the heart of it, it's just like a family story of these three siblings going through horrible things mm-hmm. but it's like they always have each other and they can always rely on each other in a way mm. It's Just i think it's so such a good series it's like 13 books 13 mm. yeah oh that's cool <laughs> and it's like gets convoluted but it's like a cool mystery mm-hmm. and i i really like the film the jim carrey one yeah yeah did you watch the show you're, okay oh, i'm hyped yeah. <laughs> yeah. um and i because i feel like like however macabre and like dark the book is there is like an element of like silliness mm-hmm. yeah they're very silly yeah which i feel was just like done very well in the film mm-hmm. like the whole thing basically is about adults kind of inherent distrust of children that like children mm-hmm. can't be trusted they can't like stand up for themselves they can't have their own yeah. voice and like why would we believe anything that a child says because yes. we're adults so we're right yeah and I feel like that was for, that is so perfectly shown in the film as a reflection of the book and even if there's like discrepancy between the first three books in the film it's like that absurdity is mm. captured really well because the adults are so silly in the book but you're like of course they're silly because it's like why aren't they believing mm.
1: so kids? so do you think uh the film took its own turn or it took its own like Uh, way of showing the books or uh, do you feel it tried to stay true to the books more than it wanted to make its own version of the story
0: yeah I I guess it was its own version in its own way because by having it start with the first book Mm. and then not having the ending and then doing the second third and then the ending of the first one Mm. so it kind of becomes like an encapsulation Yeah, of those first three stories, its own bubble that you can experience. Yeah, but it's like it's kind of like it almost didn't leave me wanting. Like, oh, Mm. why didn't they do four, five, and six? Like Mm. as an encapsulation, it's fine. In the same way of like this is another controversial one, the Golden Compass. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, Dark Materials. Yeah, his Dark Materials. Love, love, love the books. Mm. I read them. I think maybe four years ago now, and I loved them. Hated the TV show. Mm -hmm. I didn't Um, like the TV show either. What uh, do you think about the movie? I love the movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think. But, but you, it, I assume
1: you were young when you saw it. Yeah, but I have think, you rewatched it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I haven't rewatched it since I was
0: a kid, and but I'm it, scared to not like it. But my like <laughs> the discrepancy that I don't like here is that like the film, the kids of kids childish, yes, and, and key, yeah. Whereas yeah, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. in the series they made the whole point of the story of his dog materials. Mm is that the reason that lyra the main character is mm-hmm. able to survive and interpret all these situations is because she's doing it from the perspective of being a child being a child yeah because she's like 12 mm. but then in, in the film it was like i mean in the series it was like they had written adult dialogue and then given it to children yes they yes. were so yeah. unbelievably serious and adult, uh-huh. and not there was no like kid feeling from yeah. it at all so i really didn't like it but i feel it's like filmed it is does a perfect job of that and mm-hmm. like nicole kidman as yeah, yeah, does that crack so good. good in it?
1: Yeah. yeah. The animals look great. Totally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a lovely movie. I um, did it, I assume it flopped. because did. We, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and there was actually, um, because I was reading about it, there was actually an intention to do the other two books mm. and that there was a whole, because uh, the ending of the book and the ending of the film is different. Yeah. But that was all in pre-production and conceptualized and ready to be films. And then the production company were like, no uh, and then it flopped and then it was just yeah, yeah no the yeah. production company were just like the film is too long so we're just going to get rid of the end oh no yeah. <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah oh no <laughs> but then in so the same way that like but then it kind of like in the series of unfortunate events movie then it's kind of like encapsulated as its own thing because mm. uh, the ending is kind of like open-ended that they're just going back to London or Jordan and that's that and it's kind of like the it, end. it's it's good but then I feel like the series of unfortunate events tv series which is on netflix i just didn't like but this is the whole like debate that i had with my ex-friend mm. is that like when they make creative choices to change stuff i'm like why i feel like the mm. to change the story it has to be better <laughs> or for a reason or authentic at least yeah it's like they and they like change the end of the third okay. Book, but and then like the beginning half of the fourth was completely different, and I was just kind of like, I'm like totally spinning. Do you think that was uh, the the creator trying to like make his authentic or hers,
1: sorry, uh, uh, or anything in between uh, uh, authentic version of
0: the story, or do you think that is just a Hollywood bullshit? I think in that context, maybe the the involvement would have been to make it more like TV seriesy. Mm, like give it to yeah. give it a cliffhanger, give it some kind of open Yeah, marveling it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um but then on like the the flip side of that, mm. on things that like did make changes, the movie Annihilation. Oh I love Annihilation. Yeah. Annihilation. Natalie yeah. Portman, Jennifer Jason mm. Gina Rodriguez. Oscar. Yeah. Love mm. Oh Oscar is a mm. movie. Uh great movie. Very, very cool.
1: I have a I have a fun take about Annihilation. Oh. It's Frozen 2. Same movie it's about self-destruction they go into mystical forest oh uh, <laughs> the same movie one for kids one for adults it okay. is the same movie interesting not not, not to the details of course <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> mm. i think it's the same thing <laughs> but i yeah, i
0: love annihilation you have you read all the books yes oh okay cuz I, I i didn't know it was a trilogy yeah it's a trilogy southern reach trilogy it's mm-hmm. uh, annihilation is the first one and then authority and then cuz that made me very uh, curious acceptance uh, Yes, acceptance. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because that made me very curious because the end, ending of Annihilation is very... It feels very ended. That, not to spoil yeah. too much, but this mysterious thing that crashed in. Mm. Gone. Yeah. But but the effect is probably still there and that's where yeah, yeah. they take the sequels, I assume.
0: No, actually. The, the second book is a different... The second book is kind of like before and during, but mm-hmm. just from the perspective of another character. Oh. And then the third book is from the perspective of another character and oh, okay. it's like two stories actually the third book yeah. is the perspective of someone else who's going to investigate it mm. and then from the man who lives in the lighthouse ah before everything yeah. happens okay and the, the books are scary actually like they the, are the, they, the second films the also
1: one. they're very like bright and and they look like pretty almost like a yeah. painting but the, uh, but the concept as we talked about earlier on how sci-fi can be used to explore humanity mm. i think and annihilation does that perfectly totally. where they take this this twist on it, not technology but like uh yeah science fiction yeah it's like very and how that explores uh, and, and i take it as self-destruction because you have all yeah, these yeah. characters have, have their own way of sabotaging themselves almost yeah uh and that's I'm, now I'm really hyped to read the sequels. Mm. So that's another recommendation from you. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, but yeah, and I was. Uh, I think is that what the, sorry is that what they call the area, so the southern reach. Uh, the southern reach is like the government organization. <laughs> that's the group. Yeah, yeah, investigating. Mm-hmm. Exiles. Yeah. Um, yeah, the X-Files. Um But I, when I know, knew that it was going to be a film, then I read the book, before. Mm. and then. But I was like very feeling skeptical mm-hmm. because I'd been burnt by a series of unfortunate events. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I really enjoyed the film. It's like, but it's it's very different from the book. Mm. Like, uh, it it maybe has the sum of the same beats, mm. but I would say like the last thirty percent is completely different. But it's like it's very cool, and it's a really like visually incredible. It is, and it's yeah. such an amazing, uh, interesting, and amazing concept. Yeah,
1: and the concepts yeah. they they do, and I I assume the book has. It's like his own take. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. book
0: is very, cause this was something that I was very curious about is cause the book is very, um, what's he called? Lovecraftian. Oh, I the, love that. The yeah. Thing, <laughs> like the things in it from the perspective of the, of the character, you kind of can't, she can't imagine. Mm or take in what she's looking at. Yeah, th- but that's that's a trap to go into movies, though. Yeah, totally. Because the,
1: the Lovecraftian, the, the, the very heart of Lovecraftian is that you can't describe it. Yeah, exactly. That was this is a visual medium trying to describe it. So that's yep. why it's impressive.
0: Totally. Yeah. So then that's why I was curious, but then I saw that he adapted it in this way mm. that was like different, but still very cool and yeah. sort of like similar-ish, but still a good adaptation. Mm. And recently I found this about the movie Poor Things, I haven't seen haven't read I read it it's Lanthimos now. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Alistair Gray is mm-hmm. the is the author it's but an old novel isn't it? yeah I think from maybe like the 80s or yeah, something yeah. fucking love the book it was so 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 good mm-hmm. like immediately fell in love with the main character Bella Baxter and just made me so excited for the film but then when I was about to watch it, I was like oh, no, they're probably going to change things. Oh, no. <laughs> you're, you're
1: sabotaging yourself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then I watched it, but the changes kind of were like, okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Like, I can get, like, yeah. the changes were sort of, like, some minor plot points, and then also, uh, like, the ending of one of the characters is slightly changed, but it kind of felt cathartic in a way because mm. that's sort of left open-ended in the book. Okay, yeah. Um, But it was kind of, like, brought about this sort of, like, more... Yorgos Anthemos ending, mm-hmm. but then on like when I really think about it, I guess it's just because they, you know, it has to be a movie and it has mm-hmm. to work as a movie. And if you have to make changes to kind of compromise that, then I guess. But I think it takes someone who like really understands. Like Yorgos Anthemos is the producer and Emma Stone is the producer mm. of this film, and you can like I feel like you can really tell within an adaptation when someone has like. That's been something that they have liked. Yeah. Previously, and then yeah. worked to develop into something. And they want to be honest with the the themselves and the creation. And, yeah, and yeah. the source material is yeah, like yeah. something to take from, not something to like replicate. Yes, and, stuff and yeah,
1: yeah, copying yeah. a shot, yeah, that yeah, turns into rom com almost. Like, yeah. if it's just gonna retell something everyone already have have felt, yeah, it just feels yeah a bit fake. Mm. It can feel fake, but also it, it it is just sometimes it's just an opportunity to um get people to feel more than what they already have. Yeah. Like my favorite is obviously Lord of the Rings, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I think is a very very faithful adaptations where the emotions you get from the characters and the friendship and the adventure is better in the film yeah. than in the book because as we talked about earlier it's so so lexicony mm-hmm. and it's it just lists up history. Yeah. and why this king 300 years ago was important. <laughs> which yeah. Doesn't really matter on why I like how Sam and Frodo talk together. Like, yeah, it's uh, it is it can be its own blessing and curse. Yeah, to go the way that let's say Tolkien and then uh, Jackson did. No, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, and I can hear you. You're thinking the same of poor things. Yeah, yeah. So, but but like, okay, <laughs> is the, is there a adaptation where you like the film better than the book? You like the mm. the the recreation better than the original. It could be the other way around. But there's very rarely a book turns in a film turns into a book. Well,
0: the Alien series. Yeah, man, that's yeah. a book. Mm. No, like after. I read some, they're a not million good. comic books
1: too. Yeah, the um, books are not good. Just saying. The, the, okay, no. good to know. Yeah, because I, uh, I like the Dark Horse has made
0: a million Alien comic books, mm. and some of them are really good. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Mm not off the top of my head but I yeah. guess in kind of the same vein like the Suspiria remake oh yeah yeah oh yeah the, the remake's great oh yeah no that's one of my I, I think that's one of my favorite films The yeah that makes sense Suspiria. yeah it's yeah. like it it's has, a very Joe film it's all it's everything that I could want in a film yeah it's dancing it's an amazing score mm. it's all of my favorite female actresses mm, yeah um Luca Guadagnino of mm-hmm. the style of it and everything is I love it yeah it's like I like the first like the original but it's I feel like it's cool and stylistic but it was missing a lot for me that I feel like then Luca Guadagnino really fleshed out into like a real yeah living thing I yeah because the, uh, the, okay. the the original is more it's very
1: on the nose it's just like yeah vibe creepy house it has yeah. scary secrets yeah. and oh, it's, it's yeah. very it's very it feels like a knife the original feels like a knife mm. a very classic good looking knife but it's it's still a knife yeah uh, had the weird analogy but <laughs> yeah it was a new one is like a bedazzled
0: sword yes awesome yeah yeah it's a scimitar or whatever it's called yeah, totally. yeah. <laughs> that was that was actually my introduction to my the love of my life Mia Goth that makes sense mm. yeah yep yeah. <laughs> and she's very very good enough You've seen everything Mia Goth has been in, right? No, I. I the, the, I'm still missing like two or three. I think yeah. some of her like earlier ones. Yeah, you need to certified club. Yeah. I do. <laughs> I should do like Mia Goth season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mia film club. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um But also, um, like one of the best kind of adaptations, I think that people I don't necessarily know as an adaptation is Arrival. Oh yeah, a story of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah Which yeah, is a yeah. short story that kind of mm. like doesn't really go into anything that the Mm-mm. film goes into. Mm. But he was able again to... Villeneuve doing yeah. his thing. <laughs> he was able to extract out this amazing point love
1: of oh yeah, it's it's incredible. Arrival, Arrival, fucking rules. It does. Yeah, Villeneuve rules. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I haven't read yeah. the the short story, but th- yeah. the film. I think it was like a couple of months prior to release. It was almost called the story of your life. Yeah. But it, that wouldn't make sense. Well, it kind of does. Yeah, if you did the subplot with yeah. the daughter, right? So it kind of does make sense. But I mm-hmm. think people would be like, "Heh." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, going above some heads,
0: I think. But I Arrival's a good title. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I love to see Jeremy Renner mm. not in Marvel movies. Yes, because yeah, it's
1: very good. It's very sweet in "Arrival" too. Yeah, yeah uh, he is. they they have because I'm my favorite thing in any movie is hugs. Oh yeah, I love a good hug. Okay. I have a list. It's hidden on Letterboxd, but I have a list of. My favorite movie, Hugs. Okay. And actually, there's some TV shows in there, too. Mm. Um, I imagine there's a lot of Ghibli on. The the, yeah, Ghibli has yeah. amazing. Toto has the best hugs. Yeah. With the dad. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but their hug uh, at the end, uh, when, when he just gently holds the back of her head. Oh, good hug. Yeah. Good hug. Mm. Uh, every time I'm on the show now, I'm going to do a hug review. <laughs> hug reviews. Okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I love but yeah, her. you did a hug review of just before, um, in Dune.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Patrick Stewart and uh, Kyle has a
0: weird hug. Yeah. But I still like hugs. <laughs> mm. um, okay. We haven't been talking for a very long time, but I think that I, I, I'm kind of desperate if we're talking about adaptations. So mm. I don't want to talk about video game yes. video adaptations. It's a weird, weird topic. Yeah. Because... How do you put in... Words. ...minimum 20 hours of a game... Into a Minimum, one hour forty, yeah, one hour forty movie.
1: Well, like Mario is probably the easiest.
0: Yeah, because Mario has you, you save the princess. No you, story.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, it is literally no yeah. story. So that's you can you, you can do anything, and they did anything. They did yeah. whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah, got uh, Jack back to make a song, and yeah, they can do whatever they want. So that that's very. I
0: feel that's very easy. Did you like it? I Haven't seen it. Yeah,
1: I'm not of seeing it either.
0: Okay. Yeah, I watched like. 15 minutes of it with my uh brother's son and he was four and we watched 15 minutes of it and then he was like let's watch the end <laughs> I don't want to watch the middle bit and I was like but he said that yeah oh cool and he was like let's, he was like I like this bit so let's skip to it and I was like I want to watch the whole film and he's like no no nope. so then <laughs> we watched the first 15 watched the song of Bowser and mm-hmm. then watched the ending and um, so I mean yeah but I mean, I missed, it is exactly what you think. I it's missed be right. a good one hour twenty <laughs> film, so I don't know about the rest of it. But, um, but yeah, like I guess Mario is like a is good example. Yeah. But also like the countless and endless Resident Evil. Yeah. That's like. That's but
1: huge. I-, I feel that's the same thing with Mario that they can do whatever they want. Yeah. But here they actually just like well, we're just going to take the games as a inspiration. Back plot point. A little yeah, thing. Yeah. This is the city. This is what the company in the city did. Yeah. Let's just make sci-fi, zombie, mm. fleshy action movies. Yeah.
0: And some of them were really fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, was, I was, Netflix had made a series mm-hmm. very recently. Last year. Or early this year. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. I thought what was, it was it called? It was just Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they went back to the original Yeah. Like and it was like... Right. Uh, yeah.
0: About like twins, one of them mm. got bitten, and then she doesn't turn. And yeah,
1: because the movies took a weird turn where it's it's more about, about like this science fictiony yeah. uh, dystopian future, where the games are you follow one or two characters yeah. in a very like set story. Totally. Yeah. So mm. so I think that they just did their own thing.
0: Yeah, but Is I like the series, but it got cancelled.
1: It did. It did. Oh. And I was sad about it. That. Well, it's good. Give it two years. Yeah. Know, then make fix. a new one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's very true. There's probably another one coming out. That's Mila Jovovich, right? No, it's a. Although I haven't seen that one, and I didn't really like yeah. it because it, I was like very confused. Mm-hmm. I found it hard to concentrate whilst <laughs> I was watching it. But no, it was like a Netflix series that came out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and I liked it. It was good. But she, uh, I,
1: I, when I was a kid, I got this double DVD. Okay. from My dad, uh, with uh, uh, I think it was a double Mila. Oh. Um, movie. I think that is... Was she also too I don't remember. But it was a, a movie called Ultraviolet, which is this...
0: The blood war is on.
1: Yeah, it's it's this it very uh, Resident evil mm. uh, uh sci-fi future vampires exist, and mm. there's a half-breed vampire zombie, war, techie, uh, action, okay. super action movie, and it's like the same... same period as Resident Evil, Underworld, yeah. all these. Uh, but I just have like a vivid picture of that DVD <laughs> with with just two pictures of uh, Mila, if I'm not confusing her with anyone else. No. no not sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they also adapted um, Silent Hill. Yeah, that's mm. a weird one. I quite like the first one. Mm. I think uh, it catches the vibe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The, yeah, with the mist and the siren yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, because Silent Hill also—it's it, a really good vibe.
0: It is, and I think people forget that all that game is—is is walking around picking us, picking stuff up, yep. and then looking at the map. Yes, and that yeah.
1: And How um, does that become a movie? I recently read that I don't—I might be wrong if this is not Silent Hill—that the monsters change on what you look at and what you pick up, hmm. because it's supposed to be a psychological breakdown yeah. of the the character. And I think yeah, that's a really good vibe. Totally. Yeah. 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 And the, yeah, the pyram- py- Pyramid had Silent Hill, right? Yeah. 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 It, you can't go wrong with that. It's no, no, like no. like it's Godzilla. So cool. If you put Godzilla at a big monster in a movie, it's going to be a hit.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just like iconic. Yeah. <laughs> I well, haven't seen them in ages. Yeah. I think, I don't know what it is about video games that studios find so hard to adapt, but I think it's, it's, it's also, it's like leaving the game like designers out of the production mm-hmm. is often probably what, at least. If I think about is it, Resident Evil your
1: favorite? No, because uh, we we're in a recent uh wave of biopics. Yeah, and there was the re- reason we about yeah we have like Mario's in the biopic. We have one about Tetris, and we're yeah, doing one. this historical stuff. And uh, yeah, Michael Jordan got one, um but I can't think of a favorite video game movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, The Last of Us was an adaptation of a video game. That's true. That's uh, a that kick-ass show. Mm. Yeah, that's very true. Um, hmm. But nothing the I think they made a Halo TV series. I didn't they know they did that existed, reach. But, uh, yeah, sure. I never saw it. <laughs>
1: no, me I didn't know it existed until. About. But a
0: Halo is also one of those
1: worlds where it's so dense. Yeah, the, it, I think there's almost thirty novels. Yeah, in the in the Halo series, so you that's where it's like you you don't even have
0: to think about the video games; you can just pick a point in history and make a cool story. But I have to like say, I think this is like a good one to kind of the last one that we can talk about mm-hmm. is that they just announced that they are making a Legend of Zelda movie. They are. That that's gonna be Feels tough for me. weird. Yeah, yeah. this what is it silent, blonde hair yeah. twink? <laughs> it, but the law. Of that series. that yeah is heavy, extensive. Yeah. A lot of uh twisting history, mm-hmm. plot lines, time travel. Time travel. Yeah,
1: they yeah. could yeah, but the same as the other ones. They could do anything. They can do like uh. the original Mario movie. Have you seen that one? The weird cyber oh, yeah. cyberpunky dystopian yeah, yeah, yeah. frogman, uh, they can do I think with Zelda too, they can do whatever they want. I would like them to do like a little twisty uh, uh Ocarina of time thing. Yeah. Where you have a, a kid and a grown up mm-hmm. and they affect each other and you have to go yeah. back. That that would be cool.
0: That could be really I cool on the big screen. In my head, that's kind of like the only thing that they could do. Yeah. Is Ocarina of Time or Skyward Sword. If not, it's going to be Mario movie. You save the princess, you're done. Yeah. Big bad. It, <laughs> but like Zelda, is its story and it's like yeah. so epic. It's yeah, it's very dense, and yeah, it's like mm. there's a lot happening. There's a lot of characters. They
1: could also go uh, the way of what they've done with the two latest games. That this is an infinite loop. Oh yeah. That that the, <laughs> the, the, the hero will always come back, and the bad yeah. guy will always come back, and yeah. the, the the goddess will always be reborn mm. as Zelda. So they could do like a a bit darker, yeah. like Bleak. yeah, yeah. grandfather paradox type. Uh, yeah. Uh, that they're, they are their own end and
0: beginning. Yeah. But the fear that I'm in, as my closing thought about Legend mm-hmm. of Zelda, is that the person either directing or produced attached to it is the guy who made Maze Runner. Oh no. Which fills me fills me with fear that oh, Tom no. Holland is going to be. Linked. It's going to be Tom Holder or Timmy. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Blonde Timmy.
0: <laughs> I feel like it, I just, I mean, I'm afraid that it's going to be Tom Holland. Yeah. He's already done a video game movie. Exactly. Yeah. I it was bad. It. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ugh.
1: Mm. Huh. No, I, I can't think of any. Like, they made, the, like, early, early 2000s, they made a Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yeah, they just made one, the as oh. one. Mm. And not good. Okay. So with my, uh, my nephews, it's. You, you like ten minutes, in, you can see where it's going. Oh, but but again, I don't feel I should trash too much on the Mario movie because again, like if your nephew wants to watch the end, he can. It's not made; it's made for the kids. That's it's supposed to be just pure joy. Joy is yeah, n- not to be offensive. Dumb ride. Yeah, yeah. Right. So uh, and yes, same with the other ones. It's, it's I'm not gonna sit here and be hmm. like, yeah, it's bad when it's literally just a kid kid's movie. Yeah, yeah. I have
0: also the same thought about Star Wars. Oh yeah. Okay. There you go. It's also <laughs> everyone is allowed to complain. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't diminish how much the kid likes it unless you no. tell the kid that yeah, you don't you're like. You're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. This movie actually sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Paw Patrol movie is actually not that good. I haven't seen it.
1: <laughs> but if you if you tell a kid that you're just a
0: bad person. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good takeaway. <laughs> you can end on that. Yeah. Don't, don't tell kids what to like. Yeah. This has yeah. been very fun, though. We've it discussed has. discussed just a lot of stuff. And yeah, Dune will always continue to be this extremely enigmatic, mysterious yeah. thing in Hollywood. Mm. And I mean, in another 40 years, they'll probably remake it again. Yeah, definitely. Even in less time. Probably. Yeah. And I'm always going to be grateful for all of the different
1: versions to exist. Yeah. Which is weird to say about how much... Remaking and sequels, yeah. and we have today. But I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that the the book came out when it did. The Lynch movie yeah. came out when it did. Jurkowsky's Dune and it's it's just it it fills life with conversations and joy yeah. and thoughts, and that's I'm always gonna appreciate that. It'll always mm-hmm. be a good story. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Thank you very much for being like Thank you for having me on. Thank you for having me as a guest. This has been a very much fun. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Goodbye. See ya. <laughs> This has been a Bergen Film Club production. Our music is by Wise John. Check them out on Instagram at Official. Our logo is by Pia Sophia Brindersen. This episode was produced, mixed and engineered by Joel Lawrence. Our researchers are Inke Shilpgai Bern and Mameena Nazmijit. Want to talk to us about films? Then please send us an email at podcast at bergenfilmclub.com. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at the real thing Pod. Check us out on Letterboxd at BFK The Real Thing. Thank you and goodbye. Listen, follow, leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts.